Welcome to the Alliance Experience Podcast, a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter. Your hosts are Sam Riley and myself, Kelly Johnson. Hello and welcome back to Alliance Experience Podcast. Kel, we're on episode 19. And you're back. I know. And I've missed so many. 19 seems like a how lot. did we get there? Well, if you had None. listened to them all, you would know. <laughs> I, know we got I did there. listen to the ones when I was away. Good. And you did amazing you. well. Special guests. Love that. They did well, the boys. I think the Nick was very excited to be here. Well, he had done it um, before, so I think maybe he kind of knew what to expect. He did, but then Chris came in and Chris was amazing. And then Nick <laughs> was like jealous. Ask Charlie. Nick was like jealous. And then we just had them both in and it was oh just a God. party in the podcast room. Love that. Love that. Well, I did miss it. I did miss it. So today's episode is all about catching up, I guess, yes. with what has happened over the last five weeks mm-hmm. and acquisitions. So I feel like this is going to be a good yeah. episode. You are a pro on acquisitions. I feel like it's just really common at the moment. I guess just in this market, there's a lot more businesses closing doors. You know, I guess they can sell for a decent multiplier and, and they're just looking at maybe moving on. This is a thing like, and people are getting old and over the industry. Like I know that yeah. sounds like blunt, <laughs> but let's be honest, a lot of business owners that we know, it probably is time to retire. So if you can sell with a good multiple, why wouldn't you? Yeah, look, I yeah, definitely agree with that. And you're right. Like once you get to a certain age, do you really want to hassle anymore? I wouldn't. Like if I could <laughs> sell and make good money, I'd be like, bye. Yeah, I feel like let's aim for early retirement then, shall we? <laughs> Just start building our own rent roll. <laughs> oh, but let's catch up first. Welcome back officially. And thank how you. was Europe? Oh, I, I can't even, it was amazing. Yep. I can't even put it into words, honestly. Just the weather was awful, I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah, not great there. But just being somewhere different, I honestly relaxed within the first few days. Do you think crazy. you switched off? Yep, definitely. Completely? Yeah, mostly. That's not convincing. Uh, okay, does anyone switch off 100%? Well, I feel like you were gone officially for four weeks. So if you were ever going to properly switch off, it would yeah. be. I feel like I definitely switched off more than I would have normally on any other holiday. Okay. And I felt like I get everyone here said it went so quick, but it went so long for us. I feel like it, was it went amazing. so slow. Yeah, like we, we it was like two weeks or maybe one week in and it felt like we'd been there for months. See, that's nice. So you really yeah. got to enjoy your break. Yeah, so lovely. Italy, amazing, 100%. How was the food and wine? Oh, I, the pretty much as expected. The food was amazing. The pasta to die for. Yeah, okay. Uh, and obviously, as you know, I didn't drink wine prior. I now am a wine lover. I know. You were telling me a and I was like, who are you, wine and All coffee? All of the wines. <laughs> it just been? hits different over there. I, I imagine it does. It. And you have nowhere to be, no responsibilities. Yeah. It would be different. Yeah. It's just I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's a bit less intense over there. And then obviously my yeah, taste buds okay. changed and now I'm just silly. You've matured, it. would you say? I probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> I think that's probably a little you far. You could have just gone like, yeah, I have. I'm back. But no, it was great. And then obviously come back and had High Court's conference. Yes. So let's talk about conference. I wasn't lucky enough to go because yep. kids. Of course. Um, but tell us. So you got back and then you basically left again, hey? Yeah, pretty much. So I got back Sunday, left Monday. So That's conference wild. was the two days, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was like so much information. So I've got so much that I need to feed through and, and start maybe going through and implementing into the business. But Huge amount of guest speakers, some great guest speakers. Yeah, um, we had Sammy Johnson, the actor. He was That's the gangster. yeah, he was the closing speaker. And what I didn't know is he had a um a brain accident. I think it was a car accident, hurt his brain. I'm not really sure exactly, but a couple of years ago. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize that. I don't I, think I, I guess knew. I hadn't really known. But so his speak was all about, I guess, motivation and the fact that he's still running his charities and all of this. And he was great. Oh, that's very good. funny. So do you find these conferences like really motivating? 
I yeah, I think it really just makes you think about resetting. So yep. for us, obviously, the theme for Harcourts is the finest experience. So mm-hmm. a lot of the speakers were around how to implement certain things into business to make that your number one goal. So the finest experience for obviously for us, for owners and tenants. Yep. For yep. clients, internal, external shareholders, everyone. Just the finest experience for anyone that would deal with Harcourts at any point at yep. any level. Okay. So that was awesome. Um, and we had a Ritz-Carlton lady speak. And I won't say too much about what she said, but amazing. Yeah, everyone I've heard I from conference has said yeah. Ritz-Carlton lady was amazing. Oh, I cannot speak more highly. I, I, I've never really thought about the Ritz-Carlton as somewhere that I would go because, you know, it's flash and it's not really me. Yeah, and you don't really some holiday. Some of the things, yeah, that they do and some of the little, just the little things that are different to a normal hotel, amazing. Do you ever wonder, like, and this is just me being super sceptical, you know, when somebody <laughs> comes in and they're like, oh, we do this and we do that. If they actually do it. That's what I mean. <laughs> or do you think it's like, this is just like what we push to client, like our staff, but then they don't do it? Yeah, I think it's, like, I, I know, know that sounds sceptical, no, no, but no. you know what I, I mean? Yeah. You, you'd hope that everyone was doing what you say, but you can never always be a hundred percent. Look, it's hard to know. I think if you stayed there and you got the experience, then that would probably tell you whether or not they do actually live by their, I'm their really, guidelines. I'm really, I'd like to stay there to I, see. Honestly, so would I. Like just to see because obviously I've heard bits and pieces yeah. which we won't give away but I would love to see if it is how she says it is. I know. Like so, you obviously hope like you said it would be yeah. but I'm really intrigued. Well, when I can save some more money back from after everything I spent in Europe, maybe I can afford a night at the Ritz. A little night in the city. <laughs> we'll go out drinking, go from there. But, yeah, so it was good and I'm feeling refreshed and I think it will be great for us to start looking at implementing some things from conference. And also – Awards. We I was going to say, so how did we go with awards? So it was, and forgive me for the exact title of the award. That's but we fine, we will. Bit, no, fourth? Third. Oh, my God. Now I'm forgetting. Third. No, I'm th- so third for PM Office Growth, yep. Organic and Purchase, which is the first time we've ever um, got an award nas- on a national level in property management. So mm-hmm. amazing. And then we were, I have a feeling we might have been third as well for Total office, um, I think it's total office revenue or total sales office. Ben's going to kill me that I don't remember exactly what that's called. Um, but amazing effort. And then we had a few individual awards. I know Nick got Mortgage Express. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cray in our office, number one client service nationally and internationally. So you mentioned this to me, obviously. Amazing. And yeah. I love that because yeah. I'm, you know me, that's something I'm probably the worst in the office. I am so big on it yeah. in like the PM side. Yeah. I want to be like, I want us to be able to be in that. Yeah. Look, I completely agree. And we're close. Like, so we looked at our figures. We're top five. We're fifth nationally mm-hmm. for property management excellence. Okay. And property management revenue. Do you think that they'll ever do the individual, like what they did the client experience with Cray and Sales for property management individuals? Because that would be cool. Yeah. I think that they will. I just think that there's probably a little bit more they need to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. But I do enough. think, um, speaking to a lot of people over there, they're really pushing a lot more PM inclusivity. So I'm yeah. hoping that, yeah long term they will also be in there because that would be an awesome award to achieve and it's so nice awards nights i'm very competitive as we all know but i love the recognition and it's what's good with those ones is we had quite a decent group from wa yep and you all support each other yeah so everyone's cheering yeah so i feel like it's just like not that anyone in harcourt's ever really doesn't cheer anyone on i think as a yeah, brand, I think they're really a good, quite supportive brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but being just from the same same state again, it just makes it that 
next level. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So, so it, it was, was good. It was great. So definitely so need to go, go next year. Yes. I'm, I said to Lisa, 100%, I'm going next year. Charlie yeah. and I. And I know that Ben and Lisa are trying to get as many people from the office because I think there was 12, 11 or 12 of us that went mm-hmm. and not one of us had a bad word to say. I think the thing for me was like I knew it was coming but it came up really quickly. Yeah, it which did. Which sounds it did. Gay, like a really no. bad excuse but it just was here and then it was here. Yeah, but it's already like how is it already in the end of financial year? Charlie like, and I was has saying the year this gone? yesterday. It's almost tax time. It's nuts. And then it's going to be almost Christmas. I, yeah. Every I year we say about this. That. Every year. So, yeah. So definitely I think if we can get a big group there, and I'd love to see some more property managers, it would yeah. be such a, a nice week. No, count us in definitely next year. Yeah. So it's been it's been a big five weeks. It's been a massive <laughs> five weeks. Like I feel like even we were here and it was a massive five yeah. weeks. Yeah. So how was it here since I was gallivanting around the world? It was weird without you. Like okay, you what? definitely are the glue that I feel like keeps everybody sane, doing their job and stable. What's lovely to say. I did <laughs> no, miss I you do. All. I really think, like, and I said to Charlie a couple of times, just without you, like it's just you're really the rock of the group. You keep everyone <laughs> not in place but in place. Do you know what I mean? In place. <laughs> but I just like keep everyone Level grounded. Headed. Like, you know, even me, I'll come into you sometimes and be like, I yeah. need a rant and you usually <laughs> tell me I'm being an idiot. But you just are very level-headed with things that I would stress about or that people, probably older girls stress about and you're just like, yeah, and? Yeah, well, I feel you, you are, be like that you, these days. Yeah, but I'm not good at that. As we said yesterday morning, <laughs> I'm not good at that. I don't get it. So, but it was good. The office was good. Yeah. Like Wayne and like Mel Dennis, everybody stepped up and helped where they yeah. could. And yeah, then, I yeah. did hear that, which is awesome. It was good. Yeah, okay. Work just in time work. for me to come back and then just quickly pop away on Saturday for another week. Yeah, so you're leaving <laughs> us again. So Sam won't be here next week, guys. So sorry. It's just one small week. I'll, I'll podcast from Thailand if you like. Imagine just phone you in. <laughs> no, you have, you're going away for your sister's birthday. You can go away. It's I'll fine. be doing some emails, so it's fine. <laughs> Well, let's get into the chat today. So we are talking acquisition insight. Yes, we are. So you are an expert in this field, I believe. Well, look, we have gone quite a few, uh, gone through, I should say, quite a few in the last few years. So Mm -hmm. I would like to say probably better at it than I was Mm -hmm. and that we've kind of got a bit of an idea on how they work now, which is great. So tell the people, what is an acquisition? So essentially it is when another business, whether or not it's um, property management only or property management sales, is closing their doors and wants to sell off their, most commonly sell off just their rent, ro- rent roll. Okay, because you can't really sell off sales, anything, really. can you? Not you really. You sell off the rent roll. You can, I guess you could, they could take over the sales department and bring on reps, but mm-hmm. essentially it is the rent roll. Okay, yep. Yeah, so any properties I have, and most of them are selling, previously people would sell off a portion. Okay. But like with the last three acquisitions that we've done, um, it's three? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I mm. forgot about that. Um, have been the entire rent roll. So firstly, let's start at the start. How yep. do you find out that a business is for sale? How, commonly, like yep. normally how does it come up? I guess it's different. So the first, very first one we did is that business came to Ben privately. Okay. Yeah. So to the that, business owner? Yep, to yep. the business owner, sorry. Yep. So he pretty much said, hey, you're one of our comp competitors we're looking at selling would you be interested mm-hmm. so i feel like that's that i don't know if that's common as much anymore but probably that was going on five odd years ago yeah so it probably would have been in that market um but most commonly now is through a broker okay so there's specific brokers that sell rent rolls yeah okay yeah. so i guess um business owners looking at selling approach them mm-hmm. and then they if they've dealt with someone previously will give them a heads up that something's being put out online and published so how then, much of a heads up can you give 
Because um, I know it's all quite secretive, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say I don't know if they can give too much away. I know that they do say to you, look, we've got something that's coming up that we think you might be interested in. Keep an eye out for it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of everything else, it's all very, very confidential. So, so they do they say like the suburb where the business is located? When or it what? goes out, yeah, they do. They'll give you um, specifics, you know, like um, I guess the ancillary income, the management fee income. Oh, they do give you that, do they? they Initially? Yeah. Okay. It's Well, you've got to sign a confidentiality agreement, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they don't put that out in the first email. So essentially the first one just says, hey, it's in this area. Yep. We're looking at this amount of properties. If you're interested, okay. come back to us. Okay, gotcha. Then you sign all the So very broad. Yeah. Jingle up X amount of properties. Let yeah. us know. And then once you get that, it's um, I think it's kind of called a memorandum and it's just full of everything you need to know to then, I guess, start making decisions on whether or not it's right for you. So when they put the information out, do they put it out with a price? Like is it like a selling a house? Like here's an opportunity. This is what uh, they want for it. Are you keen, or does it wait? In the first, yeah, you said in the first email. I'm not sure. I don't think they do in the first email. No, I think you have to then sign the memorandum before you can get that information. Gotcha. I could be slightly wrong on that because I haven't, but I'm fairly certain it's the second. Yeah, like I don't obviously know. That's why I'm asking the question. Yeah, I feel like it is because the emails go out quite broad to um, a lot of people. I imagine. So then it's like, okay, if you are interested seriously, we need you to sign all these forms. Yep. Okay. Give you all the specifics. Okay. Yeah. So then obviously on the ones that we've done, we obviously yep. were interested because we ended up buying Yes, it. yes, we were. Does Ben come to you straight away? At what point, because obviously you make the decisions PM-wise. Yep, yep. When, at what point would Ben come to you and say, hey, look, this is what I'm thinking, what do you think? Uh, so usually when that first email goes out saying, hey, we've got an opportunity, in, let's say northern suburbs looking at 100 properties, if you're interested, let us know. He'll email me straight away oh, and does say, he? hey. I've asked for information. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, great. So he just tells you that's what yeah. he's thinking. Okay, cool. So he's given me a heads up pretty quickly that he's wants, he's interested. Which doesn't yeah, surprise me. I yeah. Know. And look, we look at a lot. So, you know, we look at, we've looked at tons of businesses that have been put on the market that we've got the specifics and decided this just wasn't right for us. And said I no. was going to say, so out of, so we've got three. How many do you think we've said no to? Um, say in the last three to five years. I don't know if it's a matter of saying no, but we've looked at it and been like, we don't want to put something forward. I'd okay. say there'd be, I don't know, five or six. Oh, wow. So a fair few. Some of them aren't selling off their business. Some of them are just selling off portions of the rent roll. Yeah. You know, some are businesses that are south and ended up with too many properties north and they don't want to manage them anymore. Yep, fair so enough. it's all different. And then some are, you know, strata commercial and residential. Like it's a very broad variety. Okay. Some have had just really poor um, figures in terms of arrears, vacancies, things like yeah, that. Yeah, so and just not worthwhile. Exactly. So then let's talk about Benchmark because obviously that was our most recent acquisition. So yes. the email came out. Ben said, yep, I'm keen. Emailed you. Pretty much, yep. Then what happens? So then what happens? We go through all the paperwork and there's mm-hmm. so it's essentially put out to tender. Oh, um, so really. it's like auction. So, yeah, somewhat. So it says this: if you're interested, let me know. Then once you get all the information, it says, hey, we need all offers by a such and such date. So when you say offers, what? how do you make an offer? What is the figure based on? So they kind of give you what they're looking for. Oh, so they come to you with a price. With and a multiplier and mm-hmm. here's all the figures and this is pretty much where we're at with based on the income, blah, blah, blah. I so, won't go into too much on that, but no. they will put that together. And then I guess the business owner, so me and Ben will sit down and go, are we okay to pay that? Do we want to put in a lower offer? Mm-hmm. If it's a great one, do we want to put in a higher offer? So we'll go through everything and then determine what we want to put forward. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of people on here that don't know how things work. So this one, I'm trying to break it down better. Yeah. When you say multiplier, yeah. explain how what a multiplier is and what it's based on. It's going to be such an awful explanation. So 
the multiplier is set essentially by the market. It's like a, I guess it's maybe similar to a management fee. So yeah. it's set by the market. Mm-hmm. So in a slower market where let's say property management businesses aren't making a huge amount of money, the mo- the multiplier could be lower and yeah. that could be like the first ever one we bought I think was around mid twos. Yep. And that's and two of what? The uh, fairly – so the yearly management fee. Yes, oh it is. God, I've got I'm you. Trying, I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing no, it as clear as possible. No, you're right. Yeah. So um, let's say as an example, management fee, I'm not good at maths, but if it's, let's say, income, $2,000 a year, yep. 2.5 multiplier, and yep. that's what you're paying for that property. Okay, so that's what you're paying for that individual property. That one. Okay. Yeah. So that works out to be a lot. Yes, it does. So buying is not – always in your best interest but there is reasons why people do it and sometimes like for us buying benchmark is we weren't missing that opportunity of course not they and they were the biggest competitors that we have in the area we know that they're an amazing business we've we worked quite closely with them for us to pass up something like that it just didn't make sense yeah so then the multiply say it's on the two grand on that's on every individual property so the whole rent roll is based of like yeah essentially so there is minor changes if they have so that's based on let's just say a normal I'm going to just go with industry standard of fee. Of course. So I'm just going to do 9.35 plus ancillaries. Yep. That's based on that. If it's an all-inclusive fee of like maybe let's say 13, 14, 15%, the multiplier does go down a little bit. You can negotiate. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. see, I didn't know that. I so thought- usually they offer a multiplier of let's say, um, you know, 3, 3.2 on this, on like a standard 9.35 plus ancillaries. Yeah. And we'll offer you a 2.7 on an all-inclusive. So it does change. Like there is some negotiation there, which is great. So just quickly focusing on this. Yep. So would you think a rent roll is better? If you were looking, say if your 10-year plan was to sell a rent roll, yep. would you think you're smarter having an all-inclusive, like more rent roll with all-inclusive management fee or a industry standard plus auxiliary? It depends on what the ancillaries are. I, me and Ben do look at ancillaries and see, okay, this is where they're at now. If we can integrate these into our business and do such a great job, can we increase those ancillaries and how much more business revenue will that create? Gotcha. Um, and so I think if, yeah, you've got to really carefully look at that. I think there's pros and cons to both. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. No, that's all right. Because obviously with a lower fee and ancillaries, you can start making more money back quicker if at some point you can get those ancillaries higher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there's just, so many things. There's so many facets And this is it. why I think it's such a good podcast. And, yeah, and the multiplier changes. So, you know, it's I've seen it as low as 2.0. Three. I've seen it as low well as one point nine. Yeah. See, I have. I have. I guess probably not involved in acquisitions yeah. back then. Like, so, yeah. So for me, when you say three, yeah, it blows my. And mind. there's some going out as at the moment. I've seen, and there's probably some higher, but the highest one I've seen is three point five. And I'll probably get that in this market. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's if it's wild. a good business, why wouldn't you? Yeah, hundred yep. percent. So. So, yeah, so there's a lot involved. So we'll sit down and start going through all of that and then, you know, and that's just based on purely figures to start with. But then you've got to start thinking about how we're going to integrate them, how many people do we need. Do sometimes, we want the staff? Exactly. Sometimes staff come, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. What do they get paid? How are they going to fit into the business? Are they the right people? Do you want the same staff? Do you want different staff? Like it's it's a very lengthy process. And then settlement. When do you want it to settle? How's that going to work? Who's going to do what? So. So say, all right, so we're focusing on benchmark, right? So say yep. we put the offer forward Yep. and our offer was the best offer. I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Okay, cool. No, well, we, we're not told. The business owner accepted our offer. Correct. So at what point after the offer being accepted do you start telling people? Do they tell the staff? How does all of that work? I feel like that's very different in each acquisition. So okay. for benchmark specifically, we wanted to be really careful on when we did that because – 
we've got such a connection that we didn't want either office to find out I guess. awkwardly yeah we yeah. wanted to be the one that told our office but then they wanted to be the one that told their staff and we really need to be careful on who knew at what point because also our staff talk yes of course yeah so i think it depends on the individual us and benchmark um so lisa is obviously the business owner there we had many discussions around at exactly what point we wanted people to know um so we kept it quiet for quite a lengthy amount of time because we knew that it was going to be quite a builder mm-hmm. but at the time then i think it was probably Six weeks mm-hmm. prior, I reckon, probably would yeah. have been the time that we then, because it settled first November. So, yeah. Probably, yeah. That's when we decided. And we made a plan that we would be doing it on the same day within like an hour of each other. So, nobody could so get no, into anybody. Yeah. So, Lisa from Benchmark sat down her stuff in the office and told them at exactly the time we agreed. Yep. We then told um, who we needed to tell and then we went straight down to Benchmark to introduce ourselves. So we left that window, I think it was like an hour, an hour and a half window. We left it as small as possible to avoid anyone hearing from someone else except for us. Because you'd be annoyed. Because yeah. obviously like looking at Benchmark, they were a small, very yeah. tight-knit business. Not that we're not a small, tight-knit business. Yeah, of course. But if you had found out that the Harcourts was buying you and you didn't hear yeah. from your boss, you'd exactly. be pretty disappointed. And then, you know, we wanted to speak to their staff because we know that they run a good business. So mm-hmm. we didn't want the opportunity, like, them to have an opportunity to start speaking elsewhere and maybe leave. So we were like, no, we want them to know instantly who that we, we want are them. and that we are very interested in speaking with them because it's it's a lot of unknown. Were you nervous about talking to the staff? Yeah, terrified. So how was it received? Uh, look, were they, they shocked because, sorry, to cut you off. <laughs> were they shocked because they were like, what the heck, the business is closing and now you're here talking to me? Yeah. Because there I, was a lot of questions. Yeah. There was a lot of questions. And you can get that. You can completely understand that because they, I guess they just had no inkling, which is fine. Like that's not supposed to. That's why it's all so confidential. But, yeah, it was terrifying. Me and Ben went down there and it was, we were like, pretty much they were interviewing us because at that point it's like they also need to decide if we're the right people for them. Yep. And, yeah, it's nerve-wracking. But so you've got like six girls just sitting there shooting questions at you. Well, I remember we had drinks yeah. with them. Like obviously once everything was settled, you had them in the office for drinks yeah. to meet us. And that was so weird. It is. It's it all, is I think so it's just weird. an odd scenario. Yeah, because they were asking like all of us girls what's – what are you like? Yeah. And that's not to be rude about no, you, but, but you're the boss. it's fair because they had um, a me in their office. Yep. So then – and that a lot of them have been there long term. So they were like, what's she like to work for? Yeah. And, and I get that. We'd never bag you out, but it's weird. Like, I don't <laughs> know these people. I think it was more like, I don't know these people from a bar of soap and yeah. you're asking me about my boss. It's weird. Yeah. But you get it because they want to make sure that they're going to the right business if they are moving. Yeah. And, I, and it worked out very well. The staff Look, integrated well. Yeah. I really couldn't have asked for a better integration really. Mm. It is It is probably – surprisingly one of the easiest ones that we did and I think it's mainly because both of our teams got along so well and, and both they work like us yeah yeah exactly. they have good values it was a good rent roll yeah. if I ever lost to benchmark I would have said this for the last three years yeah. I never mind losing to benchmark exactly. because they're a great business yeah so I feel like because we had that healthy respect for each other that it just made it so much easier mm. So, yeah, so it was – so that all kind of happened and then we went and did – we did a video. We wanted all the clients because obviously then the biggest thing is getting all the clients to sign over. So how – is this – so when you tell the clients, do you yeah. tell owners and tenants? Yeah, so we don't do that. So that's the selling business responsibility. Okay. We are part of it obviously mm-hmm. but um, they – and I don't know in which way they did it. So I'm pretty sure they told their owners straight away because obviously that's, you know, getting all the management's re-signed. Mm-hmm. The tenants were told but not until – They needed to, to the, be told. Yeah. 
So how did you guys tell the owners? So we did a video. Which I loved. Yeah. I this, so, um, yeah, we did a, a video through Crib, a little yep. plug there, and it was amazing. That made us feel Crib very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was me, Ben, and Lisa, the selling business owner. Okay. And it was purely, I think, really good for Lisa because she'd been in that business, what, 13-odd years? Mm. And, you know, she had her reasons for wanting to sell and I think she really wanted to communicate that to her clients. That so she wasn't knew, just doing it yeah, for money sort yeah, of Yeah, like, she, you know, she, there was reasons behind it. But I think she also wanted to make sure that her clients knew that she had picked who she thought was the best business to yeah, take over. Yeah, the best fit. Yeah. So, yeah, so she kind of just bit a bit of a story about why mm-hmm. and then Ben introduced himself and, and said a bit about the office, I guess, and his intention and and yeah Yeah. and then I kind of just said a little bit about property management Mm -hmm. and our goals and who we are sort of thing so I think it probably really made that process a bit easier because people saw a face so then what happens so obviously like we're buying the business it's got a settlement day yep how do the owners come to Harcourts when they're with Benchmark yep what happens with that so essentially they we have to do up all, all and I say we not us the selling business. So always the selling business. Not always. You can um, work together. So in one of the very first acquisition, acquisition I should say we did is I think we helped that process. Okay. Um, but then the other two we didn't. Is there any benefit to us to help? Uh, just to get it done quicker. Okay. If there's any really there's delay, no real benefit. No, not okay. really, because they use our contracts. They use all our special conditions. So Everything that they're it. signing up is is what we would do anyway. Yep. Um, so it's really only if there's any sort of delays with getting them signed up, we would assist because we want as many signed up on settlement date as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they send out the management authorities, so all approved by us, all approved by them, and then they legitimately just start calling owners and speaking with owners and getting so them to sign a new authority. And every single owner has to sign a whole new 12-page document? Yep, every wow. single one. And it is exactly the same terms and conditions is that what they were on with the prior business does that include the same authority dates no so the new authority will start for example first of november was our settlement yep for benchmark so all of the authorities started on that day gotcha okay yep. and, right. and the intention was to have a hundred percent of them signed prior to that date so then on that date we just took them and ran essentially okay so then who so then settlement comes through yep. say you've got a hundred percent of the authorities let's just work on easy and then it has to get put into our system yeah. <laughs> so talk to us about that. That is the worst part of it. Is it? Yeah. With this latest one better because we've obviously got better softwares now. Yep. So in the first two acquisitions, everything was done manually and it was a nightmare. So you put every property in one yeah. by one. Yeah. But there was only, both of them were about 100 each. That's so it was still a, a lot of yeah. properties. Bro. And also a lot of paper. Fair. Yes. But with this one, it was going from property me software. Yep. To property tree software. So great thing about that is they're both cloud-based Property Tree was amazing. They would pretty much, I think they do like a sale of rent roll, roll process where yep. they go in and collect the data out of it at a certain point and then they put the data into our system. Okay. So we don't have to do a lot of that manual data oh, entry. that's good. It doesn't take over everything though. So like even um, now I'm still seeing little bits and pieces that aren't quite right that you've got to fix. So you've okay. really got to audit it after that, but the bulk amount of it goes in. Okay. Yep. Easy. And then what about the tenants? Uh, as in the tenants themselves or the tenancy? So you, so I assume, send a letter or email yeah. to the tenants? Yeah, yeah, we do. So once then, it all came went in, yeah. we do. We had two welcome emails. Yep. So one went to all of the owners, mm-hmm. welcoming them us, um, a bit of a video, Blah, you know, blah. all that sort of stuff. Yep. yep. Um, and then we did the same one to the tenant. Okay. So pretty much the same sort of thing. What we would send for our normal tenants, our welcome pack, this is who we are, thanks yep. for joining us, this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. Here, yep. all your contact info. Yeah. The great thing 
is that in terms of the banking software, That's they use the ask. same banking software as oh, us. So okay. they use Deft um, Macquarie, so no pay information changed. So they could still pay their rent the exact same way. Yeah, we just. Oh, see, I didn't know that. That is awesome. It honestly saved a huge amount of time. That we that's just pure issue. luck, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah okay. It is, it is pure luck. It was just great that they used the same software as us. So if they didn't, then would they have all had to get new bank details? Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah. then that was and that because that was a big rent roll purchase. How many properties were in that? Uh, I think it ended up to be just around four hundred and thirty. So imagine if you maybe. needed to give all those tenants new banking details. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's Macquarie good. were great with that as well. So Macquarie like we is were good. lucky. And I say the acquisition, we were lucky with a lot of things. We were just lucky that there was great software companies to help us. Um, and then, you know, the bank was there to help us. The teams kind of um just like merge. Like I I can't fault it really. I think like when I remember you told me, I remember I was in your office and you told me, and I was like, oh, I don't think you yeah. could have, I don't think and this isn't to sound like up ourselves, but I don't think we could have gelled with a better business. No, I agree. I think it was yeah. like if that had gone elsewhere, it, it just yeah. would have been I just Yeah, it's, I think and that's a big factor as well is do they run the same way as you? Um, because if you're going from an office that let's say is task-based mm-hmm. or has pods or something like that, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that, but if we tried to bring that into our business, it would be such you would you would be able to do it, but it would be a lot more work because Absolutely. you're not only changing everything. All of the owners are going to have something different. All the tenants are going to have something different. The property managers or the task managers are going to have to learn something different. Yeah. Like it's a much harder transition. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's um surprising. Look, I won't lie. When I first knew that we were going to go through and finally get it done, it was nerve wracking trying to figure out how it was all going to fit together. But do you feel having done such a big rent roll purchase and obviously you let it, like as much as Ben's there, it's all on you. We know it's on you. <laughs> do you feel way more confident now moving forward? Definitely, yeah. So you yeah. feel like So I you feel could... like we've done a few now that I've got a, a pretty good to-do list and checklist on exactly what to expect and then, you know, some of the fl- like the downsides. Like I know some of the issues that might arise and like mm-hmm. how to combat them and then I guess afterwards the best way of trying to you know, audit and then fill in all the gaps. So, yeah, I think somewhat have got a pretty good idea. So I'm sure there'll be people listening that think, you know, if you've got a business development manager, which is me, yes. why would you be buying rent rolls? It is a good question. So for us, um, I said it before, it was our biggest competition. It was a great rent roll. For us as a business, we've got huge goals. Like yeah. we want to be the biggest and the best. That's what we want to be. Yeah. And for us, we do have a BDM to grow that. But this like direct competition, it was in our core area, it made no sense to lose that to a competitor. Yep. So for us it was, I don't want to say a little bit about ego, but it was more a smart decision for business in the future. Absolutely. But aside from that, there's, um, you know, it's different. If you can add, let's say if you can add 100 properties into your business without another property manager, mm-hmm. yes, you're paying more for that rent roll, but, it's you know, you're not adding on an extra staff member. So it's a good bolt on and then revenue would increase. So would you, like if there's businesses out there that are considering doing an acquisition if one comes up would you recommend it if it's the right one yeah but so if you you're think about, really big on it being the right one aren't it has you? to be the right one yeah like if it's a crap business mm. and i'm like i don't mean that awfully but if no, it's not the right not. business to come into your business it's not worth it. it yeah there is a lot of work that goes into it and if it's if there's a lot of work that 
needs to then happen afterwards and then you've got to start getting things back on track and you've got to start damage and contr- damage control. Like that's going to take a significant amount of time out of your So day. it's just not worth you it. You just really need to see. And then if it's not in your core area and there's travel properties as well, you've really got to drill down and see if it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. But I do think, you know, well, you would know and we talk about this all the time, you're signing on a significant amount of new business. But in this market, it's in the, well, let's say in the last three years, so many investors have left the market as well. So you're not growing. We're not getting so anywhere. We're, non- we're basically evening out. Yeah, it's constant. So for us, that's also a factor is we want to get bigger. And but we're you know, just... the bigger that we get, the more leads we get, the more leads we get with our sales team. Mm-hmm. You know, ideally that's our goal. But if we're in a market where investors are, are leaving, yep. then acquisition needs to be consideration. I never used to love the idea of them until I came here. But I think as well, like I see how well you do them and how it is beneficial to the business. And I think I've also, like you've said, I've never been in a market where there's so many rentals leaving. Yeah. So many people, they can't afford it. So I don't think the market's ever been that big with investors leaving the industry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's actually crazy to see the last few years. So, yeah, there's definitely pros and cons. It's got to be the right one. Like, you know, we've been through a few and, you know, some have been very easy, some have been a little bit more hard work. But, you know, and some we've bought staff with and some we haven't. And so you don't always need to take the staff, do you? No, we were able to take one where we didn't need the staff. Yeah. You know, we were able to, we had enough luck, staff. Yeah, the luxury of being able to just bolt that into the business. Yeah, okay. So in terms of wages, that didn't change. We yep. were just able to add, add another, you know. Yeah, so I think you've, it's, you've got to weigh up a lot. So how do you think, if anyone's obviously listening that wants more information and that on acquisitions, where did you go? Can you give anybody some pointers or because um, I feel like you're a real expert on it now, so other than coming to you. Honestly, I'd, is the broker really good? Yeah, they are. So they're very, like, they've got very, very streamlined checklist, or the ones that we've dealt with. Yep. Which is actually the same one. Um, but they've got quite a detailed checklist on, okay, this is what you do before this day. Yep. This So, you know, prior to finance, after finance, prior like four weeks prior to settlement, like they've got a very very strict timeline, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Okay, you know exactly where you need to stick to, and then they've got a lot of suggestions on where to do what. So okay. it was their suggestion with regards to the video mm-hmm. because they obviously been part of a lot of acquisitions acquisitions and mm-hmm. said you know the response rate from that has been better. Yep, and you know obviously you want to get as many signed over as possible, so you take their advice. Um, and then the particular one we deal with also has a software program that can kind of track the acquisitions as they're, you know, being signed up and coming over. Okay, perfect. So yeah. you can see how the feedback's going. And yeah. Like and, that. you know, if you've got any questions, they're all, well, from my experience, they've always been there. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. You just ring them and go through it all. But in terms of like how to implement it into your business, honestly, I just, I just winged it. I knew you were going to say yeah, I just winged it. I did. I knew like, it. Not obviously by the time we got to benchmark, I had a bit more of an idea. Yeah. The first one was purely just luck. Yeah. Um, and then the second one, because you learn. Then the second one I learned what not to do, what to do. I and think then that helped me for the third one where I was like, okay, let's be a little bit more organised. I think the thing with you is, is like it's lucky. Obviously, you've been a property manager for years. So obviously, you're mm-hmm. our head of property management. But yep. if push comes to shove, you can manage a rent roll if you need to yeah, do yeah. it. So yeah. I think we're lucky that, you know, if we didn't take the staff on and you couldn't hire anybody yet, <laughs> That yeah. you are there. I know it sounds bad, but you know what I mean. No, no, no. yeah, which makes it a lot you. easier. So I feel like it is. It's yeah. There's a lot of inf- the broker is very helpful if you kind of want guides on what to do. So I think if it is a first one or you're not quite sure, they will give you a lot of checklists okay. of things to do. Yeah. Um, but you really kind of just learn as it happens. But you are a big fan of them. Yeah. If they are suitable. Yes, I de- 100%. They need to be suitable. 
for the business. Yeah. Okay. That's it. You, you just, I can't stress that enough. Like there's no point buying an acquisition, uh, buying another business, sorry, paying top dollar in terms of multiplier, then bringing it into your business and realizing that you've got too many properties out of your area that have to drive to. And it doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah. Or you've got, yeah, the fees might be low, but you're probably not going to be able to increase them for, you know, a certain period of time or, you know, things like that. It just, mm. there's just so much to go through. Well, there you go. Yeah, look, I could You could go all day. I do think. Funnily enough, that's what I was supposed to do in conference. So I'm glad I got my little acquisition chat. You can send this to the conference people. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm so sorry I missed my panel. Listen to our but podcast. But like I definitely know how to speak about it. <laughs> no, well, it's lovely to have you back, even if it's just for this week. I know, but then two weeks in, I'll be back for the year, I promise. You say that and now you've got the travel <laughs> bug. You're like, oh, I'm just going here. Yeah, but I don't have the money in the bank account anymore. Fair, so. Very fair. Yeah. Well, I think that's us today. It is. Very excited to be back. So thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance experience. Don't forget to follow us on Insta, alliance.leasing.